of Quebec and Nick Suzuki on the opening face-off from Climate Pledge Arena. Sit back and, and that's what it sounded like last month at the historic game between the NHL's newest franchise, the Seattle Kraken, and the visiting team, the Montreal Canadiens. It was a historic game because it was over 100 years ago that these two teams played each other in professional hockey for the last time, and it was 1917 when the Seattle team won the Stanley Cup against Montreal. So before the puck dropped on this night, they held a special ceremony. A banner was raised to mark the event. And then Seattle would go on to beat the Habs 5-1. It was their first ever win since the franchise launched as the NHL's 32nd team. And watching all the action from the owner's box was Canadian business mogul and philanthropist Mitch Garber, living out the dream of many Canadian boys and girls. He was rooting for his beloved Habs, although it's been hard to be a fan this year because they are struggling, and also because Garber is one of the new owners of the Seattle team and the arena they play in. He's a minority owner. He came on board after the NHL awarded the franchise to his mentor, David Bonderman, and to Jerry Bruckheimer. Now, Garber had worked for Bonderman for nearly a decade, running his businesses, including Caesars Entertainment and the World Series of Poker and their hotels and even Cirque du Soleil. Now, Garber spends a week each month flying to Seattle for meetings and to take in home games, and he's having a ton of fun. So we have a practice facility, which we have three rinks on. Beautiful practice facility, probably the nicest in the NHL. Um, and definitely obviously the newest in the NHL. So I skate there every time I go to Seattle. Um, really, really nice. I skate with Jerry Bruckheimer. We go together. So we, we plan our trips sort of together. Then we plan to bring uh, our hockey equipment and then we find out what times the ice is not being used by the team. Um, and then we skate with the coaches from the Kraken Hockey School. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, November the 16th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Mitch Garber has a very long and impressive resume. He got his start in Montreal as a sportscaster in the 1990s together with Mitch Melnick during the days when folks who grew up in the city used to listen to the legendary Ted Teven. Soon, armed with a law degree and savvy business smarts, Garber co-founded an online payment company and then moved into the online gambling field. Eventually, he worked for Bonderman, rescuing Caesars. He has investments in the U.S. and Israel, and then he helped revive the Montreal Alouettes football team. In recent years, Garber's been one of the investors on the Quebec version of Dragon's Den. He runs Ottawa's agency promoting foreign investment in Canada, and he's deeply involved in charity work for the Montreal Jewish community. Not to mention that when the Kraken opportunity came up, Garber was already working on another sports deal, which he still is, trying to bring the Montreal Expos back to Major League Baseball, together with his friend Stephen Bronfman. And so while he watches the Seattle Kraken struggle since that victory against Montreal, he's also been spending a lot of time lately as an outspoken voice in Quebec's fraught language debates. Coming up, Mitch Garber will be here to talk Kraken, Jewish hockey, Bill 96, and maybe even how to fix the Habs. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. Hi, I'm Gilda Spitz in Thornhill, Ontario, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Ottawa's Jewish community has reacted with outrage to swastikas and homophobic graffiti being sprayed onto the city's courthouse building and a provincial government sign out front. 
Police were notified Monday morning when it was spotted. The black paint has since been removed. Andrea Friedman of Ottawa's Jewish Federation says she was not surprised this has happened, but she denounced what she called the desecration of the institution of justice and the symbol of democratic values. The Ottawa Police's Hate and Bias Crimes Unit is investigating. Meanwhile, in Toronto, a student protest outside a public high school last week is also upsetting the Jewish community after photos of the walkout showed a student holding a sign that read, From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That slogan's been used by terror groups to call for the destruction of the state of Israel. Now, Seattle's debut has been disappointing since the night they beat the Canadians. They're currently in last place in their division and near last place in the NHL. But when he isn't in Seattle, Mitch Garber has been staying up late in his Montreal home to watch the games, and he joins me now. October 26th was the game with Montreal, where the banner was raised. You were there. Um, Can you describe what it was like being in that arena when that happened? It was amazing. You know, people were asking me, well, how do you cheer against the Canadians? And I said, well, you know, I, I love the Canadians of the 70s. I love my hometown of Montreal which makes you a Canadians fan. But then I told them, well, you know, what if your son was drafted by the Bruins and tonight was his first game uh, and he was playing against the Canadians? Who would you root for? Well, you know, I, I, this is kind of like my new uh, child. This is something that I've participated in, not from the start, but almost from the start because Bruckheimer and Bonderman go back 12 years trying to get an NHL franchise. But this is something that I'm invested in and vested in and I know all the employees, all the management, all the people who work on the team. And so um, it was amazing to receive the Canadians. Um, I took a few um, well-known Montreal media for dinner the night before. I won't name them, but we had a beautiful dinner in Seattle. And, um, and I watched the, flag, the, the, you know, the, the flag go up. And I thought that was really beautiful to celebrate the 1917 Seattle Metropolitan's victory over the Canadians. And then we beat the Canadians and that, you know, was, um, I was just, a, look, it was a great, great night, um, you know, not to beat the Canadians, but to win at home, um, to raise the banner. And for the Seattle fans to see the Blue Blanc Rouge, they do know that, right? It's like the Yankees, Red Sox, Canadians, Lakers, Celtics, that's what, it, Manchester United, whoever, that's, that's who we are in Montreal. So it was a source of pride for me. I want to bring uh, up the actual stadium and the in-stadium in experience at Seattle. I know you've been many times over the last few uh, weeks. Is there any Jewish food served at the Kraken uh, home arena? I don't know. There's food that Jews like. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If it's, no, but there's no kosher, there's no kosher food. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's no kosher food at the, at the, in the arena. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you focus on, you know, I'm obviously I'm not focused on, you know, uh, the, the Jewish side of, of hockey, but I think that Jewish people, we have, we have one sort of, um, it's almost a politically incorrect reflex, which is, you know, we in Seattle signed Jaden Schwartz. What do you think I'm thinking? You know, or Matthew Schneider. So um, who was Jewish? But so, I'm, you know, so I'm thinking, yeah, is Jaden Schwartz Jewish? You know, I didn't, I didn't look into it. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's not. But the, the point is, we do have that, that reflex that as soon as you hear a name that sounds remotely Jewish, uh, we ask ourselves, hey, you think he's Jewish? I did that too. Everybody did it. Everyone did that. And I looked it up. Jaden Schwartz, not a Jew. <laughs> but, you know, Jews in hockey, it's become very big this year. 
including recently the forward did a piece on, you know, Jews in hockey are having a moment. So this is why I'm happy to have you on. Not only are you an owner, but there's so many players that are becoming, um, you know, uh, a thing who wear number 18, for example, uh, you know, I'm sure you're aware of, of Zach Hyman, right? Yeah. So um, Zach, yes. And Zach Hyman is currently uh, in probably up the, the goal. Best. Well, he's, he's probably in the best position that a hockey player could ask to be in, in the NHL, which is to be on a line with Dreisaitl and McDavid. Quite spectacular. And, um, you know, I, I, I actually only recently learned that Jack Hughes was Jewish and he's a great uh, player. Number Quinn, one pick overall. Brother, Quinn, also, yeah. Quinn. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, in 20 years from now, um, how many Jewish athletes there are. So we'll be, you know, by then we'll be, let's say, 60, 70 years away from where Jews weren't able to join golf clubs. Now you'll, you should have Jewish golfers rising. Jews wouldn't have been joining posh tennis clubs. Um, so you'll have, you know, more, like it takes maybe 70, 80 years to develop, you know, top rated uh, talent. Uh, hockey, because of the NCAA and Canadian college and the ability to get top rate education and play really high level, high level hockey. So it'll be it'll be actually um, an interesting study. Maybe you and I won't be around for it, but uh, <laughs> someone will do it. Well, let's talk about the Kraken now. Um, you know, you what role do you have, if any, in actually selecting with analytics and all that the actual players in the drafts? Are you at all involved with that? No, I'm not. And I think that um, owners, you know, by and large, um, should probably not be involved. That doesn't mean that a Jerry Jones or a Jeff Molson or um, you know, or Tenenbaum shouldn't be involved. I'm just saying, generally speaking, um, we are fans and we watch the games. We love the game. We've played the game. But by and large, you know, you have to be very careful not to think yourself an expert. The way that scouts look at the game, the way that analysts now, business analysts and statistical analysts look at the game, the way that people like Ron Francis who's been a general manager, the way he looks at players and looks at the, at, at the game, you know, is many, 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 many levels above the way that I could look at a game or at a player. If I knew something about a player's personality and I knew it personally, and I thought that that might be something that was worthwhile for Ron to know, I would tell it to him. Let's unpack that a little bit. You know, what is it that you do besides cheer for the team? For yeah, the so, okay. So besides cheer for the team, um, I try to help the majority owner, who's a very dear friend of mine, David Bonderman, with, um, you know, lots of business-related decisions. First of all, you have to remember that for the fans, it's a hockey team. Um, for the ownership group, it's a $1.3 billion arena, um, which is a, the first carbon net zero arena in all of, in all of sports and entertainment. Uh, it's a $650 million franchise fee. It's an $80 million salary cap. It's a $200 million arena plus franchise fee for an AHL team in Coachella Valley. It's a practice facility in Northgate just outside of downtown Seattle. Um, so it becomes a two point something billion dollar enterprise. So, um, so when you say, what do you do? You know, there are lots of big decisions to be made, whether they're marketing decisions or, or pricing decisions or business, regard, business decisions, sponsorship, um, and just to be in the meetings and be able to participate in those decisions. But your expertise is online gaming, of course. Uh, well, so, you know, That's one what, of the is, things, what yeah. are your input into that? What is your input, yeah. if at all, in the future? 
the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, they're all opening their arms to um, online betting, fantasy, in-game betting. And so um, certainly I will have input into how our team embraces uh, that technology. And, um, and you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the, the people on the board and the owners will turn to me um, and I will be more than happy when the time comes. The state of Washington has quite strict gaming regulations and rules and I respect them. Um, and if they are to change um, to favor, you know, forms of gaming that involve the team, then certainly I will, uh, I'll weigh in. When are you getting to do a guest slot as a play-by-play or color commentator? No, I would never. You know what's actually fulfilling for me right now is um, doing guest spots on French television and radio here in Quebec about the Kraken. So that's fulfilling for me um, because I know I have something to add that sort of no one else in Quebec has to add. In Quebec, to be able to do it in French and to be able to share my experience, I really enjoy that. You, you opened the door, so we'll ask. You said, je m'ennuie, right, yesterday mm-hmm. in, your, in, your, um, in your tweets. Yeah, what did I say? Uh, je m'ennuie de bonjour, hi. Yeah, so... Um, We had the, you're 35,000 followers. So you have a lot of, I've been watching, you know, all year you've been debating and standing up for French and criticizing. And, you know, you have a role not only in sports, but in the culture of, of Quebec society as well. And it's a very important, powerful role to have. I think I have, uh, I don't want to say split personality because that's a mental health issue, but I have kind of two personas. Um, one is the Anglo businessman. Um, And, and philanthropist, and I want to throw that out there because I want people to, 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 to understand the power of giving, giving whatever they can, time or money. Um, and then I have this, this French side of me that wants to take on social issues in Quebec, whether it's LGBT, indigenous, uh, systemic racism, Bill 21, um, more French, uh, Bill 96 and what's wrong with it and what's right with it. In my view, right? There is no right and wrong. And you can see by all the answers on Twitter, people are super hostile towards me, which, you know, it's fine. I tweet in my own name. So yeah, so, so, so it was the Mike Russo Air Canada affair. And so after, you know, a thousand articles about it and maybe 10,000 hours of talk radio and, and TV about it, I just wrote to be funny. I missed the bonjour high controversy. Um, I thought that was funny. You know, sometimes I'm the only one who thinks I'm funny, but that's, you know, that's okay. One final question, Mitch. How are you going to fix the Habs? No, I'm not going to fix the Habs, but I, um, I really respect Jeff Molson. And um, he, he's, you know, in many ways, he's done really great business for Montreal. And I'm not just saying that because, uh, you know, I'm a minority owner and he's, you know, he's a principal owner, but um He, he's bought all the entertainment entities around Quebec. He brought the Canadians back into the hands of, you know, a family that really respects and appreciates Quebec and hockey in Quebec and the red, white, and blue and what it stands for. Of course, the performance of the team is disappointing. I think Jeff would be the first one uh, to tell you that. Um, but, you know, he knows what he's doing. He understands. He played college hockey. He played at St. Lawrence. Uh, he still plays. We play in the same league, although we haven't played against each other yet. I've missed a bunch of games. He's missed a bunch of games, but we'll, we'll find the, and he's a better hockey player than I am, but we'll, we'll, we'll be playing against each other soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm.
Now, you know, our podcasts are only about 15 minutes or so. And Mitch Garber and I had an hour long conversation with so much great content that you want to listen to. So my colleagues at the CJN Sports Podcast, the Menschwarmers, have kindly agreed to run it as a bonus episode on their show later this week. So just subscribe to their podcast and you'll get it. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Gilda Spitz of Thornhill. You heard her voice earlier in the show. And we'll end today's episode with a throwback clip. Here is Mitch Garber as a Cub sports reporter on the first-ever broadcast of his Montreal show from 1993 called Sports Hot Seat. And their guest was Dan Duquette. At the time, he was GM of the Montreal Expos. Dan Duquette, thank you very, very, very much. And that is this edition of the Sports Hot Seat. Next week, Steve Shutt will be here with Mitch and myself. You can catch the Sports Hot Seat Tuesday at 7.30 p.m., Wednesday morning, 11 a.m., Saturday at 4 p.m. The Limud Toronto Festival takes place on Sunday, November 21st. Limud features educators, performers, authors, activists, and innovators from around the world. The Limud Festival of Jewish Learning celebrates creativity, diversity, inclusivity, and discussion. Everyone is welcome. All tickets to Limud are pay what you can. Learn more at limud.ca.